They have to be angelic. Amen. There's got to be some angels up in here, man. I'm happy to know angels are with us. Amen. That's awesome. Praise God. Let's all be seated in the house of the Lord. Amen. Man, I'm, shoot. Man, you guys, I'm like, what y'all, what y'all doing? Man, you guys are like really uh, powerful with that. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, uh, let me put this away and we're going to get right into our teaching. I'm going to pray and get into this. Let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for blessing us, blessing us to be here tonight. We thank you for giving us yet another opportunity to sit at your feet and to receive fresh rhema from heaven. I bind the work of the devil right now in the name of Jesus, that there be no distractions, but that your word would go forth and accomplish that which you sent it to. We thank you, Lord, and we surrender to the power of the Holy Ghost now. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Church said amen. Praise God. Clap for the Lord. Amen. All right, let's all be seated and, and let's get ready. We're all seated, but, you know, we got everything happening. Okay, look at your name and say, get your Bible out. All right, praise God. So God's always got something for you. Um, and, you know, we, we thank you guys for tuning in online. We know anything that goes forth here is going to help you as well. Um, but let's be a people that are committed to getting God's report on everything. Amen. And so, uh, especially whenever there's something that happens catastrophic, we know we're praying for Israel and all these things going on. Um, God always, uh, well, I know he uses me this way, but we all need a reminder. We all need a reminder that, you know, our God is with us and, and that we have protection. And, and so that way you don't allow yourself to slide down into uh, fear of what could this mean or what could be happening, what could be coming. And there's so much speculation that goes on, but you have to stay grounded on the book. Amen. And so it's my job to keep us as a church in a place where we can pray and I can pray for someone who goes through something, but that's not going to then lead me into imaginations of something happening to me. Can I get amen right there? And so I have a confidence. And so you can see it. Oh, man, we're going to pray. We pray for Israel. We pray for all those that are hurting and things like that. Uh, But we are reminded that we are kept. Amen. That we're protected. Amen. And so I want to preach this message tonight entitled Faith and Courage. Faith and Courage. And so we preach on, uh, you know, faith uh, every Wednesday. Here's the challenge. Now we got these teens open. You know, we got the other class. You know, get your, you know some church, you know some families that go to this church. You know, get them here, man. I said, now, what you doing on Wednesday? Oh, well, uh, you know, it, it ain't that important. You need to get the word, amen? Because this is high-level word. This is high-level teaching. And so that's a challenge to you guys that are here. Get, get, these, get these folks here. We've got plenty of people. Amen. So get them out here. Amen. Pray, y'all. Pastor, I'm not, you know, I don't know if I'm ready to sign up for that. You need to sign up for it. You need to get these people here. And let's do it. We could all do it. Amen. Praise God. So faith and courage. Let's go to uh, Psalm 118, verse 6. We'll look at the King James first, then we'll go to uh, NIV. Psalm 118, 6. All right. 
The Lord is on my side. So what does that mean to you? Hmm. So what if you just read that and you just stop right there? Like to me, I can read the Lord is on my side. I could say, oh, OK, let's go. I mean, because who else I need? Amen. Who, who else I need to call? You know, a lot of people, they go through things and they trying to find somebody to call. But if what if you call a revelation? The Lord is on my side. Oh, I'm man, I'm good. Well, then he says, the Lord is on my side. I will not fear. Look at your neighbor and say, don't fear. fear. Man, I'm telling you, I've been telling you guys for a long time. Fear is the enemy of faith. Faith won't work if fear is present. Amen. It just, and if faith is present, fear won't work. Amen. And so you got to decide which one that you're, you know what? Both of them are very good employees. So what do I mean by that? They will work for you. And it just depends on which one you are employing. And I've decided that I'm going to put faith to work. And I, I'm, you know, I'm going to go ahead and fire. Uh, how many know you need to put fear on some, you know, fire that thing. Just put them, put them out of there, man. Say, so you've been fired, man. I'm a, you might as well go down to unemployment. You have no more job over here. You're fired. Amen. But faith is what you want to work. And so we understand the Lord is on my side. I will not fear. And then the question is almost like sarcastically uh, spoken. What can man do unto me? What if you are one of those people? You ever seen one of those services? If you're ever watching, following up into some spiritual services and stuff like that. And then uh, there'll be um, somebody, you know, that they start laughing. You guys ever seen that? Where it's like the Holy Ghost hits and everybody in the building is laughing. That's how you ought to be with the devil. You ought to just laugh. You know what I'm saying? You ought to just be like, man, are you kidding me? I ain't worried about you. Let me just laugh and laugh again. Amen. And so um, if I understand the Lord is on my side, I will not fear. What can man do unto me? And then let's read this in the NIV, the NIV. Um, and see, the word is like medicine. So as long as we, we get the medicine, then we can stay healthy. The Lord is with me. I will not be afraid. See that the Lord is with me. So because he's with me. So what do you guys think God is afraid of or intimidated by? I mean, anything. What about like a storm or a a natural disaster or any? He's not worried about it. But then you say the Lord is with me. And so if the Lord is with me, I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals boy you need to classify your enemy you need to identify them what can mere mortals do to me and that's a big answer one word nothing Amen. amen absolutely nothing and so when you start to meditate things like this this is the fastest way to eliminate all fear because you don't spend time speculating Like, what if instead of thinking about what uh, disastrous thing could happen, what if you spent your time meditating on prosperity and abundance and, man, I could end up, you know, uh, messing around and get a healing or something or uh, somebody might just give me a whole bunch of money today. I'm just saying it seems like, oh, come on. It feels seems like I could just get some good news. I think some good news is coming. What if we trained ourselves to do like that instead of anticipating something bad we anticipate we imagine something good why because god is on our side 
Amen. And so you you started right there. God is on your side. Mere mortals. They are no match for God. No match for his armies and no match for his anointed. Come on. Let me know if you are if you are anointed in this earth. You have nothing to worry about. Doesn't matter what city you're in. Doesn't matter what country you're in. If you are anointed of God, you don't have nothing to worry about. And so now let's go over to Psalm 105. I'm just giving you some concrete teaching so that, you know, you could at least be one of those people that says, I'm not afraid of anything. So if somebody calls you up and some, you know, family, a lot of discussion going on right now. You know, you got a lot of people that engage in discussions and they like to get into, well, what do you think about this? And it's always you. But you need to be one that says, I'm not afraid of anything. Oh, yeah, I get that. But what do you think about that? No, you know, I'm, I'm not afraid. I'm praying for people, but I'm good. Yeah. Ain't nothing happening here. I'm, I'm, oh, come on, somebody. I'm not losing no sleep. I'm not losing no money. I'm not losing no health. Come on. I'm not losing anything. I'm not preparing to do without anything. Because I serve the God of abundance. Amen. How I many know? See, when you have faith like this, you have faith in God, this will make you become very courageous. And, and, and you won't be afraid to speak out. Come on, somebody. You won't be afraid to speak up and say, oh, no, no. God's got this. Amen. See, what I don't hear often is in the midst of crazy things going on. I don't hear it very often. People saying, oh, you know what? I just want to talk about what God does. God. I came in. I don't have any opinion on this situation or that situation. But what I want to do is talk about what God does. Amen. And see, we don't hear enough of God being magnified. And that's what we're supposed to do. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. That's what you ought to be doing all the time. This ought to be your mindset. Like, what do you think your stress level would be like if you really lived in the revelation of the Lord is with me? Hmm? You're going into a tough situation. You got a challenge you're facing. You got this, you got that. But then you say something like, the Lord is with me. Boy, talk about taking a deep breath. Amen. And now you'll have a confidence. And so now he says, saying, touch not my anointed and do my prophets no harm. So what this is, is if I'm anointed of God, that means, first of all, I got to be with him. Now, here's the exciting news. Because we're in Jesus Jesus Christ is the anointed one who has the anointing. Amen. And so what does that mean? If I'm in Jesus, then I'm anointed as well. Can I get amen? And so if I'm in Jesus, not in myself. Now, before Jesus, there were special anointings released, special people. Uh, They were appointed king or there was a prophet or things like that. And now we do have different gifts in the body of Christ. But if we understand that it's the same anointing that flows from the top down, if I be in Jesus, then I benefit from that anointing. And so now I can read the Bible and say, touch not my anointed. Look at your name and say, he's talking about me right there. That's that's me right there. He said, touch not my anointed. Come on, somebody. Touch not my anointed. Now, I'm not telling you, you have to. You know, uh, we all have the uh, an ability to prophesy to a certain extent. Prophecy in our times today is, is simply declaring what the word says 
before it even happens. So we can declare safety and peace and all that. And nobody knows for sure that, you know, we are going to be kept safe, but we decreed it. Oh, it's not going to come near here. Well, that's prophetic. But now there is the gift of prophecy where you have that special anointing on people and they're speaking of things and stuff like that. But, you know, so even in quoting this, we don't even have to say, well, I'm in the prophet category or whatever. Don't even confuse yourself. But I'm telling you, you could study it back and forth. You're definitely the anointed. Come on. You're definitely the anointed. So when he says, touch not my anointed, that's you. Because you are now living in Jesus. If you're not in Jesus, see it? Now, this is a beautiful thing about the word. I can now read the Old Testament through the lens of the blood. Uh, and I can see things that even Orthodox Jews can't even see. I can get revelation that Orthodox Jews can't get because they're not seeing it through the blood. I'm seeing it through the blood. So that's all the, the Old Testament is preparing us. It was preparing the way so that we can go through the veil. The blood would cleanse us and now we can get the full benefit. Amen. And so now you're just walking around here today as God's anointed. Come on, look at your name and say, I'm God's anointed. All right. So that means God's, now, God's responsible for you. <clears throat> I mean, that, that's a different way of looking at it. God's responsible for you. And so now, if I understand that God's responsible for me, so think about this. Come on, how many of y'all remember when you wasn't saved? Come on, any at least, come on. Some of you say, I'm pastor. It's been so long. I just have just, been in such a heavenly atmosphere for so long. I can't remember, you know. Well, when we wasn't saved, you know, there was like protection. How many of y'all remember being in a situation where you call yourself preparing? Maybe you know, in the suburbs and you guys... I never had anything like that happen, but I can remember having some situations where it's like, okay, we, you know, we're about to get it in. So we're going to just put, go ahead and prepare. Well, even in all the preparation you had, that was, that was somewhat limited, right? And you might've thought you had it all covered. I can even remember being a, a little guy and if my mom, I walk into the store, we just have a store up the hill. I walk into the store, so here I am. I don't know where I got this from, but I'm, I got me a little stick or something. I always put, I put something in my pants. Hold on, mom, before we leave, let me just, I was strapping it down. So, okay, we ready. I'm just walking with a stick, thinking I got, <laughs> I'm ready. Because yeah, if something come out, it's going down. In my mind, that was preparation. Well, no matter how you prepare, how many, how many know your preparation is nothing compared to God's? <laughs> you understand that? You say, no, I say, I'm ready, man. Uh, okay. They say they're coming at 12. Okay, I'm ready. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah, we're going to be over here waiting. Your protection is nothing compared to God. So then when you catch revelation of that and you start saying stuff like, well, God's responsible for me. Man, Lord, so I probably should go to sleep, huh? And he'll, he'll say stuff like, just go to sleep, I got this. What? That's how you could be resting, man, and, and not afraid, uptight, not anxious about anything. And then he could say, 
you know, just go to sleep. Okay. And God's got it. And God's got everything. And so now, if I got that kind of confidence in him, then I get what he brings to the table. Y'all want what God brings or you want what you bring? Okay. So I want what God brings. So now go to Psalm 34. Psalm 34, 7. We'll look at this in the King James and the NLT. So Psalm 34, 7. So he says, uh, The angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him, those that fear God, and delivers them. Amen. Praise God. Amen. That might not be on, guys, over there. Don't worry about it. We, we got them checking it on this side, so I'll give you the update, and we'll have a, a different system coming soon. So, um, so the angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him, and what? Delivereth them. Okay, now let's look at this in the NLT. For the angel of the Lord is a guard. Y'all just seen these bodyguards and y'all seen bodyguards. Like if you was hiring a bodyguard, what kind of bodyguard would you hire? Would you hire like the big guy or I mean, I didn't see, you know, sometimes the big guy ain't the best one. You know what I'm saying? This is a big old slow brother. Brother, you just big and slow. You just, man, you're having trouble breathing. Man, big old, just giant, just, you know. But then you can have somebody that's not that big, but whoo, they know what they're doing. They, yeah, that's that kind of, you know what I'm saying? Well, but even the most skilled that you could think of, what's he in comparison to an angel? Oh, come on, I'm just saying. No, see, a pastor, I'm comfortable because I got, you know, this dude I got watching me is like Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee, man. And then, you know, sometimes when I go into these other spots, I got this guy, he's like Bruce Lee, and then I get this other dude, he's like Steven Seagal. So I'm just, you know what I'm saying, because I ain't playing with it. But what is that compared to an angel? See, anybody that has any skill in the earth, they had to learn it. And they have limitations. And they can only do so much. And ain't none of them bulletproof. I'm just saying, I, I ain't found none of them that's bulletproof. Amen. They say, oh, wear a bulletproof vest. But what about your head? Huh? I mean, you know, you just got to consider because because people you see these entourages and stuff like that. Come on. Y'all have seen these people and they is they walking with an entourage and it's like all oh, these people. It's like, well, that is nothing. That is no protection. I'm telling you, I would not sleep as comfortable as I do if I had to have a bodyguard at my house. What if he falls asleep? I'm just saying, I'm up in there asleep, but he fell asleep. But if I got an angel, he don't sleep. And he can't be killed. Like bullets don't work on him. Y'all, y'all in here with me. I mean, this is powerful stuff. When you start to understand, like, you, you get this kind of protection 
The angels won't let your plane crash. Oh, I can't get amen right there. You, we start understanding that angels have enough power to slide in on your plane and hold up the wings. Until you, I mean, I'm talking about you could land and the engine has already failed. Oh, come on. But see, and this is that type of understanding. Like if I start to let myself receive this and then let myself go, don't limit yourself. Don't limit yourself to this lower realm. Don't limit yourself. Like we're talking about this stuff in church and yes, we're believers, but, and and we can have fun and, and we can have some laughs, but I'm serious. In my, I'm, I like really do believe this. Like this is, you know, if something's going to get me, it's got to take, I mean, I, I at least got one angel. I'm just saying at least one. And, but I, I believe I got multiple cause I know how to send them to work and I've learned over the years, but I'm thinking like, bro, you got to get through my angel. I'm just saying, and mine ain't no joke. He's, you know what I mean? You start thinking about that and this is going to give you a lot of peace. And so now in the NLT, the angel of the Lord is a guard. He surrounds and defends. Y'all heard of self-defense? Pastor, I'm comfortable because I'm a black belt. What, what color belt are you? I, no, angel. That's all I got. My belt says the angel of the Lord got me. <laughs> Amen. And so the angel of the Lord is a guard. He surrounds and defends all who fear him, not fear the angel, but fear God who sent the angel. Oh, that's why the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. See, we got to be a people that fear God. If I fear him, I get what he has to offer. Now I'm living this life and I'm living this life under that banner of protection. And God will, really just eliminate fear. I mean, I've seen him do it in my life. I've been in situations and it's just, even if you don't know, it doesn't matter. I can remember when I was in the Philippines and uh, we had this, this brother, good brother. He's from India, but he was in the Philippines. His name is Dr. Joe. Dr. Joe, I mean, this, this is the nicest man that you can meet, but he can't drive. I'm just saying that brother, that brother don't understand like, like passenger etiquette or anything like that. He don't understand. He don't like stuff like if I'm bending corners too fast and people in the back sliding around, they could get nauseous. He don't understand nothing like that. And he got no concept of that, man. And so we're, we're riding with him and I was not afraid, but I was like, wow, Lord. I'm sure happy you have me because this man is not a safe driver. He is taking way too many risks. <laughs> I'm talking about, I, it's almost like we was like in a movie and we, we going somewhere to preach and this guy is taking us, he's navigating. And so if you ever been, well, if you ever see it on TV or whatever, but Manila is as a, in the Philippines, it's packed. The, the, they don't have traffic like we have. It's it's different. It's like it's like Tijuana or something on steroids. And he, this man, is just all over the place. And I'm like, I'm looking at Pastor Miller because he's in the front seat. 
I'm like, well, he's good. I'm good too. Then. <laughs> Let me just relax. <laughs> but you would have confidence because you know, now, even if this man drives terribly, he can't take me out. Because my angels ain't going to let us wreck. You see that? You, now, this is a different revelation, though. And so you start to think things like this. And so angels are very powerful. It's beyond anything this world can offer. And if I understand the word, as it's promising me, the angel of the Lord is surrounding me as a guard. What do I have to do to stay in that level of protection? Well, I got to fear God, according to this word. See, I got to fear God. So how do we know people fear God? They reverence him. They are in awe of God. They bow before God. They're not stubborn and stiff-necked. They're not rebellious. They're not talking about my way and all. No, no, no. They humbly submit. Now, if I do that, God is saying, I get all this for you. But if you want to, you know what I'm saying, you want to go ahead and do your thing, then you go ahead and handle it. And do the best you can. But if you want to be with me, now you get what I bring. And believe me, what I bring is foolproof. And you're going to see God deliver you. You're going to see God keep you. You're going to see God, you know, protecting you. You're going to see God helping you, showing up. And, and it's... Time and time and time again, he will do it. And so you just got to trust him, uh, but be one that's found in that place where you fear him. And so um, uh, next, let's go to Second uh, Kings now. We'll go to Second Kings. Second Kings, uh, we'll start in, we'll go Second Kings 19. We'll start in verse 15. Yeah, NLT is good. So now uh, we'll go to 15 first, 15, and then we'll read 15 and 16. Okay, so um, the Assyrians are coming after Judah, right? You guys, some of you may remember some of these stories. But Hezekiah is doing what he should. He prays. It's like, man, you know, we, we need some help here. Well, Picking up in verse 15, and Hezekiah prayed this prayer before the Lord. O Lord, God of Israel, you are enthroned between the mighty cherubim, meaning angels. You alone are God. Stop right there. Pause. Now, what a way to enter into prayer. Oh, oh, it's just Wednesday night. We might as well get these extra nuggets that cause us to now back that up. Let's see. Cause let's see if this, maybe you enter into prayer like that. I don't know if you do, but I'm saying this is good. You know, if you start to recognize, so Hezekiah, they're in need, right? They're about to be attacked. There's a, a major problem, but in Hezekiah prayed this prayer before the Lord, Oh Lord, he's acknowledging him who he is. Oh God of Israel. You are enthroned between the mighty cherubim. You alone are God of all the kingdoms of the earth. He's saying this before he asks anything. Oh, come on, man. How many people don't tell on yourself, but they just run in there with a need. 
just running there and then God is God is God. You got to do this. You got to do something that you got to. Uh, but how many people are actually acknowledging him? You are God of all the kingdoms of the earth. You alone created the heavens and the earth. Well, you talk about posturing yourself. For God's help. The, the reverence of God is, you know, I'm not saying it's gone, but it's, uh, it's very, very slim in terms of the church. You know, I know we, we have a good, we have church, with a lot of good people here and all that, but I'm talking about the world. Think about the church. Think about the Christian church in general. Where is the reverence of the Lord? Where is the reverence of the Lord? Not there. People, they can come to church and they can, you know, just whatever, you know. Oh, going to church, no need to comb your hair or anything. Just forget it. This now, you know what I'm saying? It's just like people don't understand they're going to encounter God. Like, or are you just going to church? Yes. You know what I'm saying? Do you believe you even come and encounter God on a Wednesday night? Absolutely. I mean, if it's God's house, when is he home? Is he only home on Sundays or when? Is, I'm just saying he's home all the time. And so I want to be in that place in my life where and, and this is not about, you know, OK, you got to wear suits and you got to wear it. It doesn't mean that. It just means you got to come like, man, I'm just, man, I'm going up in here, man. I'm going to see God. Hallelujah. You know, so so you're going to take that serious. You know what I mean? And, and, and you're going to reverence him. And so you're going to reverence God. Think about this. You're going into prayer. I'm, I'm about to pray to God. Now, I know we have Jesus, so we have access to to God. But let me let me give you a warning. Y'all OK with this? Amen. Don't get too comfortable with God. Come on. Don't don't get too comfortable with God. To where it's like, oh, well, you know, I just, you know. Like you're just so comfortable with God, you, you even forgot he's God. Amen. And so you're talking to God like he's just a co-worker or something. And you just, you know, saying I'm just comfortable with God. And uh, you know what? I'm just going, you know. I'm going to let I'm going to let God know. Let, let him know what? You're going to let God know. So he knows everything. Amen. And then some people make the mistake of getting so comfortable with God. They get like a little mad at him or something like that. Y'all, y'all, you, y'all understand? He's not the one that like, well, you know, because I don't know why God, you know, don't go in there. I would give you a warning. Uh-uh. Don't, hey, cancel. Cancel that prayer. Don't pray. Don't pray right now because you are in a bad way and you get to talking about God like, you know, like God owes you an explanation. Y'all in here with me, you know, sometimes things happen that we don't like. And sometimes we deal with situations that are a little more difficult than we prefer. But 
when we back it down, we say, okay, Lord, I was sharing this with somebody and it was just telling me all this stuff. So brother, I was discipling. I, I got disciples everywhere, it seems like. But I was discipling this brother and uh, he was telling me all this stuff that his sister did and all this and this, you know, uh, I said, but, you know, you belong to God. So now the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. So maybe God allowed some things like that to happen to help you be made aware of something. People don't like that. They think now there is an attack of the enemy. That's fine. But think about this. Let me let, let's just let's just peel it all back. Amen. So if it's an attack of the enemy, everything I'm talking about, every single thing. It's an attack of the enemy. But then he said, the angel of the Lord. Huh? And camps around about them to fear him. What does that mean? He's guarding. He's protecting. Hmm. But the enemy's attacking. So all this stuff that's coming on me is an attack of the devil. Don't get me wrong. There are some real live attacks. But really, when people understand the devil's attacks, he's trying to kill you. He ain't trying to, like, delay your money. Or he ain't trying to just, you know, nag you with an ailment on your body. He's going some, with some more aggressive stuff. So sometimes we got to step back and say, you know, God allowed me to experience this right now for a reason. Oh, come on. Doesn't mean he brought on the trial because there's only good in him. But if the angel of the Lord is guarding you, then how did the enemy get in and attack you? Did he beat up the angel? Or maybe God says, see, I've been trying to tell them. Oh, yeah, I don't want to hear this part. I've been trying to tell them that, you know, that little anger thing they got. You know what I'm saying? They, I've been trying to tell them that they got to get rid of that. And so God will allow things because he wants to prepare you for your next level. So he will allow you to be tempted, challenged, all this type of stuff. Because there's stuff in you. And so you always ask instead of see people make this mistake. Like I said, oh, you you got mad at God because you went through something. Well, I'm you know, I'm just upset because, you know, the Lord. No, you need to just back up and say, "Okay, Lord, what you want me to learn out of this? There's something in here that I there's something that there's a there's a learning point. There's I can grow. There's something going on because I know your will for me is perfect. I know you don't have any bad for me. You're nothing but a good God. And so help me to learn something. I went through a little something right here. This is a little difficult situation. But help me to see y'all in here with me. Have have you guys ever learned anything from a trial? Or is that just me? You went through a little something and you said, man. I. I didn't I did not I wasn't thinking right on that. I had the wrong approach, man. I had the wrong attitude in this whole thing. Well, if you just constantly blaming somebody else, you're never going to learn that. And so what I would say is don't get too comfortable with God that when you go through something, you belly aching and groping and complaining. I mean, no, Hezekiah could have been complaining, too. 
Some of y'all got things that you're going through, but you didn't have, you don't, I don't think you really knew that there was like this big army that was coming to kill you. That's a different approach to God. Talk about a sense of urgency. But yet, and still, what did Hezekiah do? He starts out his prayer. Let, let's just back. We got to read this again, man, because some of y'all need to change the way you starting out your prayer. Amen. I just feel an anointing on this right here. We need to. Uh, we didn't got too comfortable up in here, man. We didn't say, man, Praise God. I, ain't, I ain't that comfortable with God like that, Amen. where he's not God. He's God and he is way higher and more powerful than me. Amen. And Hezekiah prayed this prayer before the Lord. O Lord God of Israel, you are enthroned between the mighty cherubim. So we're talking about angels, right? We're talking about how powerful angels are. But then now you can't even consider God's power. If an angel so powerful, what? we can't even look at God like that. You know what I mean? God can't just show his face on somebody because they would they would just die and disintegrate. Because his light is too powerful. I'm talking about it would be gone. So you alone are God. uh, Of all the kingdoms of the earth. People, they elevate man and elevate people. But God, you're you're the God of all the kings of the earth, kingdoms of the earth. You alone created the heavens and the earth. Bend down, O Lord, and listen. Now you can, you, you reverence God, you approach him like that, you got his attention. A lot of times people don't, they don't get their prayers answered because their approaches are wrong. They're approaching God like he's just there to meet your needs. Is that all God's there for? Just to fix your, oh God, you know, I got, I'm just, I don't know what to do about this and I'm just, is that all God's there for? Or is he God just because? And then if you approach him with that intention, God, you are majestic, powerful. Whoo, I'm just, just even thinking about your name almost brings me to tears. I'm just, and you haven't even asked him for nothing yet. But then now you do that. Then you, now you can ask the request. Bend down, O Lord, and listen. Open your eyes, O God, O Lord, and see. Listen to uh, Shennacherib's words of defiance against the living God. And so now what I want you to get uh, out of this is you could see quickly that Hezekiah takes it off of himself. Did you guys catch that? So he reverences God. He's the one with a need. He's the one that is awaiting an attack. But yet in his prayer to God, he says, pay attention to what this man just said about you. Oh, y'all, y'all, did y'all see that? Did you see that's just like you got your, that big friend that's to help you. And all of a sudden you try. Did you hear what he said about your mama? Because you want him engaged. And Hezekiah said that quick. He reverenced God for who he was. And then he asked him to bow and listen. And then he came and said, he didn't say nothing about. I need your help because I don't know. No, no. You, you know what, Lord, you need to listen to what this man is saying. Come on now. All these words he's speaking against you. <laughs> so it's not personal. 
Because it's never personal when you are with God. And so when you're with God, anyone persecuting you. Oh, come on, y'all didn't catch this revelation. Anyone persecuting you is coming after your God. And so you can, you can go to God and be like, God. Now, these people could have said something about you, but you can turn. God, did you see what they said about you? Now, I'm, I belong to you. So they, you know, I'm your property. They disrespecting. <laughs> it's just a different way of looking at these things. Now, who am I going to be mad at? I'm mad if somebody says something to me. Uh-uh. Because I ain't the one they got to deal with. And so he brings this attention to him. See what they have done. See what they have said. And so we understand that it's never personal. And I go, go down to verse 19. Uh, let me see. I think I read 15, 16. And then maybe uh, if you just skip to 19. Okay. Yeah, go to 19. Yeah. He says, now, O Lord, our God, rescue us from his power. Now he's talking about. This is what they've done. Now he's asking a request, rescue us. And then, but look at this. Did he say, rescue us and we will be spared? Come on. Some of y'all, man. Some of y'all need to be able to look at your opposition and say, Lord, that's what I want you to do. I want you to go ahead and promote me. Not for me. Oh, come on. Uh, not, Not for me but so that they'll know you're God. Come on, isn't that a different way? See, I I can say stuff like, well, Lord, I want you to prosper word of life, not for me, but so that they'll know this is the real God we've been serving, amen? We're not playing up in here. We're serving the real God, and it's going to be all glory unto you, amen? All glory is coming to you. And so you take it off of yourself. It was not even on Hezekiah. Hezekiah wasn't looking at it. He said, rescue us from his power, then all the kingdoms of the earth will know that you alone, O Lord, are God. Why do I want to be rescued? Because I want the whole world to know he's God. Boy, that's a different way. Now, y'all learning how to pray tonight. You you learn a different approach, man. See, it's really not, it ain't your battle. It's God's. And God's going to get the glory. Now, you got to be willing to do that. And just understand it's never personal because I'm with God. And so now, if I am one, look at, look at your name and say, do you fear God? If you didn't, you ought to tonight. Now, this is a different way of preaching. I'm talking about the fear of the Lord, but I'm not, I never said nothing about, well, you know, God's going to get you, brother. See, brother, you you ain't been playing. You know, you're going, God will get you. He'll open up the earth on you. He'll do it. I don't need to tell you that to, for you to fear God. You ought to fear God because you see the benefits that come for those or to those who fear God. Amen. I'm fearing God not because I'm afraid he's going to punish me. I'm fearing God because these benefits right here is what I want. Amen. I want to live in this. I want to live in this where I can walk through anything and not be touched. I want to have such confidence that I can walk and go over to God. I could be walking down the street and it could be some shooting going on and the bullet will just miss me. Not miss me on accident, but I'm talking about come and turn around and go away from me. 
This type of stuff happens, man. I'm telling you, man, we didn't listen. This stuff has happened. I can I, I remember a, a recent testimony of this one man was an evangelist and he will go into Afghanistan and I forgot his name. It was Robbie something, but I seen him and he this brother's powerful. He was going up in there, man, and like doing stuff that people get arrested and killed for. And so he's going in these the Middle East and, and, and the Muslims are really strong and aggressive. And he's going in there, you know, with street witnessing, just, you know, stuff like that. And he he fly in, fly out. You know, God was always keeping him. Well, this one time they decided to arrest him. And they put this man in a, uh, you know, those big metal containers, the shipping yard, the big ones. They put him in there. He's telling the story where he's but all along he's believing that God's going to do it. Oh, come on, y'all. Uh, some of you say, man. I've been going through some stuff, but I ain't been locked up in no metal. I ain't, I ain't been locked up in no, in no container. That's a little bit, that's, that's worse than being in a jail. And he's locked up in that container. He's believing all along that God's going to do it. And he was coming down to the last minute. Sure enough, somebody comes and cuts that thing open and he's free and he gets back home. And he's, and he's back home talking about what happened. But he was supposed to be killed. Amen. And so what happens when you fear God? Who's who going to take you out? What, what's going to take you out? What's going to be so stressful that now all of a sudden you have health problems? What weight is so heavy that it can weigh you down when you fear God? Amen. Amen. It's a different way of looking at it, right? And so now, if I fear God, then now I have God's resources. Oh, if I fear God, I have God's resources. God can supernaturally provide finances for you. Come on, somebody. God can supernaturally erase debt. Come on, for you. God, see, his system is way higher and he is not limited to this lower realm. But we got to fear him. We got to know I'm with God. I'm not uptight. I'm not worried about it. And so if I'm with God, I got God's resources. Well, Hezekiah was going to benefit from God's resources. And so here it is. This opposition is coming at him. But he prayed. Now, remember, I want you guys to go back and read this in your own time because I want you to adjust maybe the way you're praying. And you could see how Hezekiah approached God. He approached him with reverence. He acknowledged him for who he was. And then he made his request. But then even in that, his request, he even finished it out because I want them to know you're God. See, I don't need nothing great to happen for me just so people know that I'm me. I want everybody to say, that man is with God. And that man's God then showed up and showed out for him. Come on, I want them to know that about this church. Man, that church is with God. I'm telling you, man, God then showed up and showed out for those people. 
I'm telling you, we experience it. I, I, I said it's almost like a broken record, but sometimes people don't believe it. But it's really happened, man. People coming against us. And we've been in the heat of it. I can remember the first time. Oh, this this per, this was so terrible. These people were blowing up my phone and just being rude and just just you got to pay this money. You got to do all this stuff. And it was terrible. But we knew we had God. And we never backed down off of that. And we never see. And the thing is, you got to remember, if you got God, don't start doing stuff your way. And think God's going to come with you. And now, okay, you know, and now God's going to oh, come on, God, cause I'm about to let him have it. That ain't God. So God, even I believe now I look back at that. God allowed me, <coughs> excuse me, to sit in on some meetings and endure some stuff that was very challenging for me because he was trying to grow me as a person. So he know that I was never really one that was good at taking verbal assaults from anyone. And so I had to sit down in this meeting and this guy gets to talking and verbally assaulting me and demeaning me and saying, you better pay it. And you almost like, you know, like some better, like, you know, like some type threats that, you know, I'm saying that you're like, oh, I better. okay. And then, but see, God let me just sit there and, uh uh-huh. And he, and he just didn't let me speak. I said, except for, we ain't paying nothing. He didn't let me say what I wanted to say. He didn't let me, you know, he didn't let me, he didn't let me, you know, give no directions because you know the parking lot ain't that far. He didn't let me get into all of that. But I just stood my ground. And sometimes when you stand your ground, Things don't change overnight. Oh, come on. So if you stand your ground and it doesn't change by tomorrow, then what ground are you standing on? You should still be standing on the same ground. And so your confession doesn't change because you know you have brought this to your God. And we were right in the eyes of God. This was not a grace mission. I was not asking God for some grace. God, give us grace so we don't have to pay this $12,000. Now back then, boy, you talking about $12,000? Twelve th- Back then, $12,000 would have broke the ministry. I'm talking about shut us down. Amen? Amen. And so they're trying to get us to pay this $12,000 because they're saying that we got into the building earlier and da-da-da. Even though they didn't give us the keys, we didn't have access, but they wanted to start charging us rent. And so they're saying, you need to pay this rent from this date because that's what you signed. But we're like, we didn't get no keys. We never had access to the building. We're not paying. And they were just adamant, adamant, adamant. But how many know when you have God? Yeah, see, and then now God preps you. So because I went through that and we got the victory, it all changed. We didn't pay anything. And they didn't, when we moved, they gave us all of our money back. We didn't lose nothing. We won that. Without any issues at all. But God allows you to have victory in one thing and then he'll prepare you for the next thing. And so because I had victory in that $12,000 scenario, then now when we had another one come up with this building where they came back and said, oh, it's about 70 something thousand that we forgot to charge you. 
<laughs> oh, you forgot. Oh, really? Yeah, so what we can do is uh, break that down into payments. Oh, no. There's not going to be any payments. Uh, We won't be paying any of that at all. Amen. Now, I would have confidence because it was the same God. Come on, somebody that was took care of the twelve thousand. Now, how many know twelve thousand and seventy thousand ain't nothing to God? It's the I mean, it don't mean nothing to him. But the principles are still the same. What position was I standing in when it was twelve thousand? And then now, what position am I still standing in when it's seventy thousand? Come on, somebody, it's got to be the same stance, and you got to be found. Faithful to God. You got to be one that fears the Lord and is doing right by God. How many know if we would have been shady, we wouldn't be able to stand. That's why I'm always preaching on righteousness and holiness in this church. Because if you're not in that position, you won't be able to stand against the devil. You don't have anything to stand on. But when you're right before God, you could stand and say, "Uh uh-uh, I ain't about to pay nothing. Do what you got to do. Amen. Oh, well, you know, we could break that down. You know, let's do it. No, no, no. Let me, let me show you how much we pay of this. None. Okay, well, okay, well, let me, yeah, mm-hmm, go talk to whoever. Amen. And so what happened was, I received the phone call. I said, oh, you know what? It's no problem. We, yeah, we just, you know what? We don't have, none of it. It's, it's a misunderstanding. Oh, thank you. But you got to be of that mindset. And I'm, I'm there because I know what I'm doing is right in the eyes of God. If I didn't know that, I can't stand like that. I can't stand this type of stance. But when I know I'm, I'm doing right by God, mm-mm, I'm not about to be bullied. And I got God's protection. So God will show up and do things supernaturally. And so for Hezekiah, he shows up supernaturally. In 2 Kings 19.35, he shows up supernaturally. That night, so here's this army coming, supposed to take him out. But what happened? That night, the angel of the Lord went out to the Assyrian camp. He didn't wait for them to get to, y'all in here, oh man. This is offensive. This didn't say God put up a shield and protect. No, no, no. God, you coming after my anointing. So guess what I'm doing? Coming after you. And so that night, the angel of the Lord went out to the Assyrian camp and killed one hundred and eighty five thousand Assyrian soldiers. What bodyguards going to do that? And the surviving Assyrians woke up the next morning. They found corpses everywhere. And they basically fled back and they never bothered them again. That's basically what how that story ends. Well, once again, mere mortals don't stand a chance. See, we spend all this time tonight just talking about God. Talking about what God can do. I didn't come in here and spend no time trying to prophesy to you, get into eschatology and tell you, well, this could be this. And uh, I'm not anointed for that. I'm anointed to keep you 
occupy him until he comes. So that now you will be busy about your father's business and God has the final say on how things are going to play out. But you need to be trusting God with every situation of your life. You need to be referencing God for who he is. You need to acknowledge the fact that I'm with him. I have all confidence in his ability. And so you could be filled with faith and courage. Joshua 1 9 NLT. We're going to close in a moment. Joshua 1 9. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord. Your God is with you. Amen. Wherever y'all in here with me, wherever you go, he's with you. And Hebrews 13, six, let's close over there. I'm going to pray. Hebrews 13, six. So we can say with confidence. Look at your name and say, you can speak this with confidence. Man. So we can say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. So I will have no fear. How much fear are you going to have? None. None. What can mere people do to me? Amen. They don't stand a chance against your God. Make sure that your allegiance is steadfast with your God. Amen. Reverence him. Honor him, worship him, adore him, magnify his name. He will come through for you. And if he is for you, nobody can be against you. Amen. Go ahead and give the Lord a hand clap tonight. Praise God. Amen. Let's close in prayer. Father, we thank you for meeting us here tonight. We thank you that you've given us a chance to even just be in your house, to be able to offer a praise and a, and a prayer to you, Lord. We thank you for hearing us and helping us in every single situation because it's all small to you. We trust you wholeheartedly. Maybe you're watching this and you don't know Jesus as Lord. We want to invite you in. All you got to do is give your heart over. Just say yes. And he'll come in and bring his power and it'll be beyond anything you can explain. Church says, repeat this prayer so that anyone who hears this message will know how to receive Jesus as Lord. Repeat after me. Jesus, Jesus. please forgive me for all of my sins. I commit my life into your hands. This day, I am saved. Do with me as you please and fill me with the power of the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name, Amen. Clap for the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Amen.